Welcome to the Life Makeovers podcast. My name is Cindy D. Whitmer, and I am the Midlife Makeover Coach, helping you turn your midlife into your best life one step at a time. Through powerful conversations, my own midlife roller coaster story, and over three decades of helping people transform their lives through counseling and coaching, I am on a mission to help you create your own definition of success and happiness. Thank you for being here. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Life Makeovers podcast. So grateful you're here with us today. And let me tell you, it's one of your lucky days because I have a very special guest here with me today. Her name is Terry Haggerty, and she is with Doorknob Consulting. And they are striving, they are on a mission to change how we parent and teach our children and help them become wonderful, authentically living, passionate adults. And so if you're a parent or a grandparent or a teacher, or even anybody who cares about kids and is involved in kids' lives at any stage, whether they're young ones, teens, or young adults, please listen up and uh, let's hear all about what these people are doing. So Terry, tell us about yourself and what's going on. Uh, oh, thank you so much, Cindy, for having me here. And thank you to the audience and all your listeners. And I wish them all the best. And we, you and I and your listeners are all about helping parents, you know, or being parents and helping the youth to grow up with a feeling of motivation and mission and their own calling in life and being successful as they transition, you know, during the different stages and out of the nest and what do they do when mom's not there to remind them to pick up their socks. <laughs> so I love it, but that's what we're about. We have books and courses and do um, excellent life coaching for the youth and parents. So we're real excited about what we do. Well, what I love about what you're doing is that, and what, what, one of the things I've thought about as we've, we've been visiting and getting to know each other is I wish I had known these things when I was growing up. I wish my generation, I'm like, I'm 56 now. And, you know, I work with women in midlife all the time and they, most women seem to hit a wall in midlife of some sort and kind of go, who am I now? Or what have I been doing all these years? Or is it all downhill from here? And I think if we would have grown up with some of these skills and, and the understanding that it was okay just to be who we are, whoever that is, that we may not have hit these walls in midlife. So maybe you are changing the trajectory of the future of this generation. So tell me, tell me how, like, what are some of the basics that you teach people who are in the, in the, in the sphere with children and teens and so young adults? Well, the basics we teach actually started back when I was a youngster. And when I was young, my, I love my parents. They're both past at this point, but I, I wish I'd had, this is what I wished I had had because I remember even at 10, I knew what I wanted to do. I remember one day I took a funnel from the kitchen and put it with a hose and I sang, I love to sing. And when my mom came home, she was a nurse. And I said to her, mom, I want to be a singer. 
That was the last that anybody heard of it. They didn't know how to do. We lived in Southern California. We often went to Marine World and I particularly had an attraction to the dolphins. And I remember saying, you know, I, I would so love to work with dolphins. It probably was moving more into marine biology and some of those things. And so, um, but again, parents those days didn't really have this, like, how do you listen to that? So, but here are the three things. You can be a teacher, a nurse, or a secretary. So my mom was a nurse. I didn't want to do that. Uh, secretary didn't really sound that interesting. So I became a teacher, really did, became a teacher, got my education. But it took me years, just like you said, into your 40s before you really can knock around and basically find out what who you really are and your life purpose and your passion for life and your talents and all. So why we're so passionate is because we can help the youth, you know, through um, classes, through the coaching to understand, you know, their mission in life, their motivation. So just, just let me be specific for a minute. Let's say we, we see three children that are happy playing soccer. Okay. Cause soccer is a big deal right now. And so, and so, you know, Julie says, you, you ask Julie and you say, Julie, what was the soccer game like today? And they, she says, oh my gosh, it was so fantastic. Um, I got to be with, with, with Aaron and Wendy and all the other girls on the team. And it's like, oh my gosh, that tells us a little bit about that child is social. Going to need those social opportunities and, and probably her career is going to end up like that. So our second child that's anxious then to tell us, okay, how was that? And she goes, I made two goals. I would have made three if that George hadn't gotten in the way. <laughs> and so just, I hate it when that girl gets in there and blocks my shots. So that one is one about accomplishment. And so that child, you know, to give them opportunities to, to really see when they're successful. So the third one says, oh my gosh, it was so much fun. But can we stop at the library on the way home? This child may be more, I mean, there can be social, but they also need that real quiet time, a time to think and, and process and maybe more into books. So you've got to keep that in mind. So everyone enjoyed it. Yes, but it's just, in, and that's what we, that's what we do. And our parents, as, as parents or grandparents or working with youth in any way, could be a teacher, um, is that powerful questioning. It's because when we ask those questions of what did you like it and why, and I'll maybe say a little bit more about that as we go through the podcast, really helps us to understand and see our child with fresh eyes, not through the eyes of what we thought we would like to be. You know, maybe we wanted to be a cheerleader and didn't get a chance, so we're going to make sure that Susie's a cheerleader, you know, living our lives through them. And, you know, we, for some reason, why is it that we never birth a child like us? <laughs> so, I don't know, but they're so unique in individuals and our blessed opportunity is to open the way for them to see who they are, us to open those opportunities. So, you know, I do the personal life coaching with youth. Um, I can young, help the young parents, but we have our online classes, some for the teens, some for parents, so that they can go through our books and help them to parent like a coach. So we're, I don't know, we're just so passionate about it because each child is so unique on the earth and special, we think. So yeah. even just coaching parents to understand that, you know, like I have a, a girlfriend who's in her seventies now, actually. And she shared recently that she, when she was a little girl, she wanted to be an astronaut. She just thought that would be the coolest thing. And of course people laughed at her 
Mm -hmm. And people said, well, women or girls don't become astronauts. I mean, I think that was their loving, protective way of saying, hey, little girl, don't get your hopes up for that. That's not for you. So one of the things we do sometimes lovingly as parents and grandparents is squish the dreams of kids if we think they're dreaming too big or they're, you know, they don't, we don't think they fit in that mold or that's not possible for them. So just if parents can get that or people that influence children's lives can get that. And if children can really feel affirmed in their dreams, whatever those are, yes, you know, oh, I want to be an Olympic soccer player. Oh, okay. Well, let's, you know, let's, let's play with that idea here. Let's nurture that thought. Not, oh, come on, only one in 3,000 girls become an Olympic, or, you know, whatever. Yep. So um, just shifting those things in the child's mind and in the adult's minds around them, I think would be astronomical yeah. all by itself. It's amazing um, that we have these opportunities to ask these powerful questions of, you know, they want to do something and what they're actually doing without realizing it. And we're being actually being able to be a mirror and a catalyst for them. They're naming something that in their mind or their experience they've seen that actually crosses their life purpose. Mm. And so we work with life purpose and there can be a confusion around what life purpose is. Life purpose is just put your hand on your heart. I'm going to move my computer, put your hand on your heart. Your life purpose is the essence of who you are. There's not another person. It's like it's hidden in your heart and not in your mind because your mind listens to everything and, you know, gets influenced. But that's why your essence of who you are is hidden in your heart through powerful questions by coaches and parents. We can help the youth to bring that out like a mission statement. And when we bring that out and then, because I mean, you would never invest money in a company that didn't have a mission statement. And so when we're doing the life coaching, the very first session is asking them the powerful questions about, um, you know, tell me experience that you had, what was valuable? How did you feel in that space? And you take the words and the stories that they tell and you can craft it into no longer than a mission statement for a company. They use that essence statement, life purpose statement of who they are. And then really our life is about living truly living who we are kind of like drive your car stay in your lane (laughs) please Um, and so we're all here for a a reason born at this time this time of history in this particular place and so there's a reason I think there's a there's there's a reason that we are where we are why you're doing Cindy your makeovers from within for people that have not had this nurturing as youth and they hit 40 and all of a sudden they're going okay, I've been doing what I thought I was supposed to do. Mom and dad wanted me to do what I thought would make me money. And now I'm lost. And so that's where you come in and, and, and we kind of partner together. You know, we can catch them early on. We can get them on their path, which is why it's important um, because every, they're making decisions every day that are going to last. And so we want to help them to understand um, how to make those decisions based on who they are and have the courage and self-esteem which helps them not to run off with peers and get influenced by social media because they're firm, solid in who they are. Yeah, so really then you're teaching that life purpose is just be you, be fully you. 
right? It's not like, oh, I got to save the camels, you know, <laughs> where, where camels come from in my mind. But I mean, that's all great too, but it's just to be who we are authentically. Like, mm -hmm. And for little Johnny to be little Johnny and little Susie to be little Susie and just keep being themselves as they go, right? Well, you bring up an important point because um, the kid, the, the youth only know that you, we took a youth up to people of 30. Okay. Um, and you could begin to see life purpose in your child from birth. Really? But before I go there, before I go there, I want to make sure we say um, one thing. So we do something we call the five whys. So parents, just try this. It's really fun. Or And, and so a child says, I want to go. So Cindy, I'm going to do this with you. If that's okay. I want you to be the, the youth. Ready? Okay. So you said something about camels. So you say, I want to go say that one more time. Let's role play this. I want to save the camels. <laughs> okay. Cindy, that's amazing. And, and I'm sure the camels will really appreciate it. But you can you tell me why that's important? What about that? Well, I just, I love animals. And I don't think people think about camels very much. I mean, it's always seems like it's saved the whales or saved the elephants or saved the dogs and the cats. But I, so I have a heart for that animal that maybe we don't think about as much so wonderful that is cool that is really good why is it important do you think cindy that we pay attention to the ones that might be kind of left out or neglected why is that important to you well if we don't what's going to happen to them i i would wonder what would happen to them if we didn't take care of them properly and that bothers me mm -hmm bothers you because it's important to you isn't it yeah I and at that point left out or forgotten not even the camels why is that important that they survive that they have somebody paying attention to them well it seems to me that camels are very important because they they are transportation for some people mm -hmm. they are um they uh provide they also carry loads for people um and they're cool they're really unique and i i got to ride on one once and i just thought it was the funnest thing and um so they're actually pets for some people too i mean but we don't maybe we don't think about that here as much where i live but it's true so well they have value they certainly do and you seem to really understand that and that's a focus for you. Would you like to go and like visit where the camels are? Would you like to study a little bit more about them? You want to go to the zoo? Yeah. Should we take it? Should we plan a trip? Maybe we can go find one that we can actually pet yeah. again. Huh? Yeah, that'd be super fun. All right. Yeah. Let's see what we can do. We'll talk to dad. <laughs> we'll make it happen for sure. Cool. Thanks. Thanks, mom. How did that feel? <laughs> Good. Yeah, and I, I'm sitting here thinking, not to rat on my parents. I love my parents, but I don't recall ever such kind of a conversation. <laughs> I mean, not never do I recall this kind of, and they didn't know they weren't parented that way either, right? No. I mean, if kids said, I want to sign up for basketball, we sign them up, we make sure they get to practice or, you know, whatever it is, whether it's choir, the play or the, what, you know, whatever it is, but scouting or whatever it is, but having a real conversation about why it's important and taking it more layers 
peeling more layers about why it's important to someone i don't i don't recall that or ever yeah i just that's really great you know i was inspired to write these books your key your door to unlocking kids passion and purpose that we use for teens yeah. and the parenting book and for teachers and any guardian, it's called 10 Easy Keys to Unlocking Kids' Passion and Purpose. So what I've done is, Cindy, you'll recognize this. I've taken the coaching methodology that you and I spent so much time and money learning and practicing, and we put it into books. And so these are quasi workbooks that you can step through. They're actually follow my coaching program. And um, so you can, or you can join a class. You can put your teen in the Your Key, Your Door classes. We're starting one August 29. We're starting a parenting, like a mastermind class to go through the 10 easy keys once a week. And so, but um, it's it, until now, this time of history, nobody really knew how to do this. I mean, coaching is new. It's only been out 25 years. So just now, and I was inspired in 2010 to start writing the youth book, 2013. Then I wrote the parenting book and the lesson guides that go with them. They've been used in the schools and now the online classes, people are saying, you know, we're kind of scared to do this by ourselves. Can we, can we do this with you? It's absolutely, of course. And so, um, you know, the websites we'll talk about at the end, have a little place to sign up if you like. But you brought up something that's important that I want to make sure we don't forget. The youth somehow know that their time is short. They're excited. They have so much energy, but they, in, they kind of know that they need to figure this out. And that's a little bit of a hidden stress or anxiety that seems to reside under all that love and enthusiasm and all. And so we'll, we'll see them say, I want to do this. And what's happening is either they're friends or a social person, they want to do it because they're social or there's something about that particular sport or, you know, musical instrument or play or something. It's attracting them because inside they know that they're going to learn an important lesson. But what we do is we adults, we spend money and time and, and drive them to practice and all that. And then maybe they're doing it for a few months and then they don't want to do it anymore. And we don't want to let the kids just jump from one thing to another. But you can kind of tell, maybe use your powerful questions is, so why is it that you want to now move to something else, whatever? Because intuitively, they may know that they've learned all they can learn and they need to move on. So we need to help them at that time and say, you know, are you just discouraged? Do you not like the teacher? You know, something going on? Or do you really kind of like feel like you've learned? When you build this trust relationship, um, you're basically reaching to the child and saying, you know, you can live your life. You can be peaceful. I am here to support you in every way. And then they volunteer to come into relationship with us and trust, and it becomes a partnership. Now that's easy parenting, and that's an easy way to grow up. So we got to let them transition sometimes from thing to thing. So you have any questions about that? Well, I'd like to, yes, I love the, I, it feels so respectful. It feels <laughs> like a respectful thing to facilitate this kind of discussion with youth about what they're experiencing and how come they're making the decisions that they're making because they're not just 
willy nilly, probably jumping yeah. from here to there or there to there or whatever. So first of all, I love how respectful it is because one of the things that I think parents or adults forget about younger people is that they are people like you know what I mean like they're people they're just shorter or younger than we are right <laughs> and maybe they're not shorter maybe they're six feet tall we're not but you know what I'm saying they're younger but they're still they're people like and so they have feelings they have ideas they aren't just random and 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 needing us to tell them how to control, you know, have us control their lives for the first 20 years or whatever. So I guess that all came up to my mind. So learning how to ask the powerful questions, learning how to facilitate discussion around what's important to them or what they're experiencing. What about the part of parenting or, or guiding children or youth, young adults, with their relationships their other relationships communication yes. do you do you navigate into that territory with your programs and your books and things or absolutely we use um in the coaching we have 12 life areas and relationship friends you know family personal development um uh, spiritual development relationship with money um health fun, um, service to others. So we do like these 12 areas. So relationship is very important. And of course, you always teach your child the social etiquette. You'd be kind, you know, return a phone call, write a thank you note when you get a gift, um, open the door for other people, watch for the elderly, um, pay attention when you cross the street, you know, think about others and things. So, you know, that all, that basically soft skills that we, we also teach in our company and we'll talk someday about that. But, um, but it, we teach them those things because it's just those social graces make life so easy. And we can start doing that from the time they're so young. But this relationship piece is important because, it, you know, it, I remember when I was a kid, you're not dating until you're 16. That may sound archaic to some today, you know, and um, but now they're like, I'm eight years old and I have a girlfriend or whatever. But when they understand who they are and how to be respectful to others and how to be respectful to themselves because they knew who they are, then they can develop these strong relationships and not get pulled off. And they can see, I mean, in our books, the very first thing we do is a bucket list and the child can see, I mean, um, Goddard, uh, Neville Goddard, I think that was his yeah. name. Um, he, okay, so when he was 15, he, it was a rainy day. He sat down, it's in our first chapter, he sat down because it was raining outside, he must have been by himself on this yellow tablet. I talked to him when he was 80 because I wanted his permission to put his story in our books. He wrote down 115 things, just a bucket list of 15 year old youth, you know, no real guidance like that. And what he wrote down was all this adventure and climb this mountain and go here and go there. So by the time he was not even by the end of his life, he had done all those things and more, but it described he was an adventurer. So I mean, but he actually ended up with a divorce. So we go back to relationship because when they, um, when they understand who they are and the importance of, of bringing the people around you to help you grow, but when it comes to relationships, we know that when you're with somebody that's just like you, it's the easiest. 
So we, this thing of opposites attract and that happens. And I'm sure you have many of your clients in they're, you know, having trouble with their marriage or their relationship, dating relationship, but we can teach the youth, you know, it is kind of easier to get along with somebody like you, let your friends be opposite if you like. But when it comes to those specific relationship, the, the singular one that you're really attracted to, but in relationships with others, it's about being kind and respectful to yourself and to them. So that's a really important piece to dialogue with the youth about what does that look like? You know, Sally wasn't kind to you. So how would you like to treat another based on what did you learn from that? You may not be able to influence Sally, <laughs> but right. you but can certainly influence you. To teach youth to not tolerate abusive behavior or bullying behavior or be bullies themselves. I mean, all of that, it's such a big thing out there that we hear so much about in the schools and so forth. And so, yeah, I mean, just learning how to have a healthy relationship with someone would be incredible for young, young, for teens and young adults to know early on, instead of just winging it for the first two decades, then realizing it's a mess, then trying to clean it up, right, or give up on it or what, which is what has gone on, right? Historically speaking. So it's um, true. And I love that you mentioned Neville Goddard because of course he's all about imagination. So he was able to tap into that imagination at a very young age and create all these adventures for himself and be unlimited in his mind. And it sounds like that's what you're you're trying to help mm -hmm. young people do. When well. they understand who they are, they really have a respect. When they realize how valuable they are, how they're they make a difference in the world, and that's partly what we do. We help them see the difference they make, so they are kind and loving to themselves and others. But when they understand how val when you understand how valuable you are, you don't let somebody you know tromp all over you because you have strong self-esteem and you can be kind to them, but you can put up your barriers and you can, you know, they can learn how to do that. You can say, what would that look like for you if you didn't want them? And that can come, the children have this wisdom within that surprises us so many times. And our opportunity as parents is to buy those powerful questions. It doesn't take long. We're in the car. It, it could just take a few minutes and yeah. say, okay, so yeah. if you know what, you know what you don't like, what is it that you would like? We can ask that question. Okay, you know what you don't like, Sally treating you this way, what would you like instead? We may not be able to change Sally, you might have to change friends, you can part ways, you might need to part ways in a, in a good way and, and then move on. That's an important thing for them to learn, you know, as a youth, and we can open those doors for them. That's a great idea. And how do you think we can best help parents, grandparents, guardians, and so forth, to let go of their own vision for their children and grandchildren. You know, I, I think a lot of times people have a vision for how, this is how my kids are gonna turn out. This is the kind of adults they're gonna become or as grandparents, we, you know, we hope for this, we hope for that, whatever. How do we help our generation of people just let it be and let go of a, any specific idea we think is best for our children and grandchildren? What can we do about that? Oh, that's, a, that's really important. And glad you brought that up because um, it can be, we either had a vision or a dream. 
You know, I noticed I wanted to be a camp counselor. Now I went to summer camp and loved it, but I never had the chance to be a camp counselor. And it's something I always wanted to let allow my child or my grandchild to do. And, um, and so we have to be careful about that because I don't know how this is, but we never birth, we rarely birth a child like ourselves. And, um, and and we may be five, six, I mean, I'm five, six, and we may have end up with a child that's six, two, and you think, oh, yes, basketball, MBA, I love it, where this is where you are, what you ought to be. Um, but maybe they're, you know, supposed to be a surgeon or something like that. Maybe they're, you know, a biologist that's able to reach the top shelf where that piece of equipment is <laughs> that I could never reach. So it, it's, a, there's a sacredness to each individual and to honor that sacredness. But see, the youth, you, you almost need somebody. It's like clothes shopping. It's so much better to go when you've got somebody that can go with you and kind of watch you as you step out of the dressing room and say, oh, that, that looks terrible. Um, but the youth needs someone to kind of mirror. And when we hear them say these things, then we can open opportunities that they we don't have. We can you know, say, would you like to go visit? Would you like to study more? Would you like to, you know, um, doing hobbies is really important. So if, I mean, you can start to see, I mentioned the two-year-old, you can begin to see their life purpose showing up. So let's say you have identical twins, but by the time they hit a year, you're going to begin to see some differences. If you have fraternal twins, they're growing up in the same age, the same house, You'll have one that loves nature and you'll have one that loves dad's screwdrivers and tools and all these things. And so our opportunity is to, you know, buy them those things they need, put them in those places, do job shadows. When they go to the doctor, you can ask questions. This is some of the things we do in the classes we teach in the books. Ask the child, you know, what would you think about being a doctor? Well, that'd be awful, but I wouldn't mind being, you know, the nurse or I wouldn't want anything to do with that. I'd rather be over here doing, you know, growing palm trees or something like that. I'm looking out the window at the palm, I'm in Florida, looking at the palm trees. So those opportunities. I love you've got one in the background there but um yeah I live on the I live in the panhandle in Pensacola right on the white sandy beaches and we look out and see all this beautiful flora and fauna and but to that is that is our opportunity and basically I would say our responsibility is to you know, help them and open those doors. And then by the time you hit that empty nest, we miss them terribly when they leave, go off to college, go to the military, you were mentioning that, but we can know that they're, they're going to be strong in who they are. They're going to follow their path. We, we will continue doing this all their lives. Once we built that kind of relationship, it never ends. And that's, I think what parenting is all about. I mean, as we get older and they take the turn to take care of us, I mean, they're going to ask, ask us, or are we doing mom, is there anything you want to do before your life is over? You know, tell me more about this or that. So it's amazing how it's holistic in that way. And um, respect comes full circle then because when we've nurtured responsible, respectful people who live there out there, genuine selves, then they will in turn want to support us as being our genuine selves, no matter what age we are or whatever stage we're in. And yeah, I'm glad you brought up the empty nest too, because that seems to be, you know, and some people out there in our audience are experiencing that right now. They're, you know, this is the absolute time of year when many parents are facing that for the first time. And so there's that 
how can we help parents, you know, transition from being having that daily life with their kids, mm -hmm. feeling very much like they're the manager or the strong facilitator to, you know, stepping back and being more of a consultant, we might say, or, a, you know, a touchstone for their, their kids that are now adults. Let them be adults, let them live their lives, but also be there. Like, how do you, how do you coach parents to uh, manage that transition? I would coach them, <clears throat> learn as much as you can about parenting like a coach with those powerful questions. Come to our classes if we can help you with that. But when my youngest went away um, to boarding school, even in academy at the high school level, she wanted to go. I went and gathered all her stuffed animals that she left and I slept with those in my bed for weeks. I could, I missed her so much. And um, yeah. it, it, it's just a tough time. Do what you can. <laughs> you gotta grieve. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to miss them. It's okay to cry for them. I know I went into the kitchen and like smelled their pillows and laid on their beds. And the first time I went to the grocery store when they were both gone, my cart was so empty. I thought I would surely I was forgetting something, but then I realized, oh my gosh, I don't need, this is all I eat. This is, I don't need four gallons of milk for my son. I don't need, you know, all the vegetarian options for my daughter. I, I had a full blown meltdown. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I relate. And sometimes it's good at that point to pick your service and go and volunteer with maybe some youth, you know, to, to fill that space for a little big brother, big sister at the school or something. I mean, if you have gone through parenting, you know, maybe you can join a parenting group where there's some young parents and you can share this wisdom, share your the wisdom you have, you know, with new parents kind of going up, you know, so I would suggest you do something about that. Well, and I think what I end up speaking to people about a lot is saying, you know, remember, you are not just a parent. I mean, not the just parents, but, you know, we are people long before we're parents and we are people with preferences and purposes and, and uh, passions, just like we've been talking about all this through all this conversation and uh, sometimes we kind of lose touch with our identities beyond being a parent. So then when the kids leave, thus there's the crisis. But it's, so instead, it'd be nice if as parents are raising their youth, they are also raising themselves again and going, who am I now? And what do I love to do that I just love to do because I love to do it? Is it camels? Is it the ocean? Is it spacecraft? Is it, you know, is it, what is it? And let yourself do that and not just dive so deep into parenting that you kind of lose track of yourself. So I think it's a loosening process as the older the kids get, the more we can loosen up and like focus a little bit more on ourselves instead of it being just this hard cut, cutting of the cord the minute they walk out the door. So but that's, no, I have an interesting that's my thinking, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I have an interesting story. Um, during my young adult out of the nest years, my parents divorced. Now my mom became a nurse because she wanted to be a missionary, but when she married dad, then that kind of vision went away and she became a nurse and it was wonderful and all those years. And then they parted ways. And then, um, when we were kind of up and big enough and the divorce happened, they'd been married like 30 years. 
She then took her dream and became a missionary. She went to Guatemala and served. She went to Africa and served. And let me tell you, she was so brave. She would call us and say, I'm going on this trip. She scared us because we worried as children about her. She was in Africa. She was in very dangerous places, helping and, and serving as a missionary. And um, so, you know, it is once the children are gone, you still want to stay connected to them. They need those powerful questions and support um, and a listening ear, not to tell them what they need to do, just to say, you know, if you sometimes I say, if you knew what you do, let's see, how did we say that? If you knew what you don't know that, you know, what do you know? Just those three words together, confuse yeah. the thinking mind and get you to, I'm sure you use that in coaching. And so that the youth would know, oh, I know this is what I want to do. Huh? Okay. So what would that look like? What would your first step be? And so, um, so for parents, it is, if you've had a hobby, you probably have given a lot or as a grandparent or even a teacher, you retire as a teacher and you miss those children in the classroom. What is it that you've always wanted to do? You haven't had time to do, yeah. go do it. Yeah. Well, and isn't it wonderful for our young adult, uh, kids to see us thriving, mm -hmm. doing what we love. I mean, it's role modeling exactly the kind of of lifestyle that you're, you're helping parents nurture within youth as they're growing up. So it's just a wonderful continuum. It kind of cracks me up because I'm married for the second time. I just got married a couple months ago. And so I have this big, beautiful, blended family and our kids are literally all over the world. And so we're always trying to schedule FaceTimes and Zooms and you know on WhatsApp and doing all these things. But often the kids have to like real lesson, like, when can you talk? Like when, because, you know, my husband and I are very busy people. We're happy and busy professionally. We're happy and busy personally. And we have hobbies and we have routines and we have 10 acres we take care of it, you know? And so, uh, you know, our kids have witnessed in us like, oh, you know, you're, you're getting older, but you're not slowing down and you're living these passionate lives and so on and so forth. And so uh, they, I think they, I think that's really good news for everybody, honestly. So, okay. So as we're winding up here, Terry, I want to make sure, is there anything else you really want to say or talk about that we can give a little time to before we there is there are three things under doorknob consulting i have a passion for young adults and i do individual coaching and i seem to be really good at it where somewhere between 12 and and 30 i mean even the youth that are on track they still want to talk about where they go so i have like a four-month program it's like 16 hours and they meet with me every couple of weeks on zoom like we're doing today or if they're here in my area we meet personally and and that's where they write their life purpose and where do they see themselves and what are the short-term goals. They measure their well-being and continue to do that. They learn their keys of success, you know, what helped them be successful. We have measurables so that as they go off to college or I've had um, a couple of high school students that just graduated and one is a merit scholar. I mean, they don't all turn out like that. And one of them is accepted as a kicker at our big university, but some of them are just going off to just their happy spaces. And so some of them we're going into trade school and it's just wonderful one-on-one -on -one. and so uh, the doorknob consulting site uh, it's what www.doorknobconsulting that one's kind of new.com that you kind of got to put all that in to find it but 
sometimes the parents um, want some assistance. So there's the Your Key, Your Door to Unlocking Kids' Passion and Purpose on Amazon through Terry Haggerty. There's the 10 Easy Keys to Unlocking Kids' Passion and Purpose. Let's see, Your Key, Your Door, um, Life Purpose Discovery for Teens, excuse me, and 10 Easy Keys, Unlocking Kids' Passion and Purpose. Those are both on Amazon and you can get those. There's parent guides to go with those and you can find those. But if you would like, you can be in the parenting class and Sharon Canaday, my certified tutor and I teach this class starting August 29. So that's also gonna be on the doorknob consulting site. And also, um, because it's wonderful to have the youth together. So in the youth class from 12 to 19, we put them through the Your Key, Your Door book with us. It's like 10 sets, 10, 10. One of them is a goal setting track. One of them is a career, you know, exploration track. And they write their life purpose and do some exploring. And so they can do that with us. So that way they're in a group of peers of about 10. The parenting class has maybe might have 20. So you parents and grandparents and teachers don't feel like you're like all by yourself. Like, oh, I'm not the only one that struggles with that. So um, these books are quasi workbooks. They're not like just a read book. You know, it's a, it has those powerful questions and you can have your youth do it. So it's, it's, we're really excited about where this is going. We'd like to reach a million people. That's our goal. Listen, you heard it here. So you are in the Pensacola, Florida area. Are your classes online though? And on Zoom? They're online. All over anywhere Mm -hmm. can can participate if they want to. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, uh, wow. Those programs all sound excellent. So that we can go to Amazon and get the book. We can go to Doorknob Consulting and everything is there to direct us to all of your offers as well. Correct? We have, yes. And we have a a side... um, doorknobbooks.com that has all of our books and all of that explanations testimonies are there too so um can we put one on the side that just has a list of all our books and those link directly to amazon as well so we're real excited however we can help let us inspire your child let us help you inspire your child to motivate live their life purpose it won't always be perfect you learn more from your mistakes than you do from the things you get right so whatever it is it's going to be perfect even though it looks like oh my gosh that didn't go so well so really appreciate your time today and your listeners and with blessings to you all yeah it's a great gift to have you here and i i think what you're do the work that you're doing is fantastic and i think it's like planting seeds because i all of you midlifers out there who are listening to this conversation just think how you would feel differently about yourself right now if you'd been parented or coached this way very young if you grew up valuing your own worth if you grew up with encouragement to be confident and to just be yourself and that that was more than enough, can you imagine how the trajectory of your life would have been different? And so this is what we're talking about. We're talking about catching people earlier in life with the skill sets, the mindsets, and the strategies to really tap into who they really are and and go forth unapologetically in, in that realm and also be really kind respectful, wonderful people in the process and nurture that in others. So, wow, wow, wow. Great. And we need to remember the teachers. 
because teachers, sometimes children don't come from, you know, that nurturing environment and just one teacher. So we tell the teachers, do this with all of your youth in your classroom, but in the book, write about the one that drives you crazy <laughs> and um, reach out to that one. So we welcome teachers and, um, you know, if we got enough teachers, we could actually do a whole class just for teachers on how to, how to teach like a coach like that. So very good. Wonderful. Well, I can't thank you enough, Terry. Uh, again, Terry Haggerty, Doorknob Consulting. We'll put that site, a website in our show notes. So don't worry if you didn't catch it or write it down. If you were driving, listening to this, whatever, you can find Terry and all her team and so forth, all their offerings there. And gosh, Terry, thanks. It's just been a delightful conversation. I don't even know how camels came to my mind, but that was funny, wasn't it? <laughs> it was great. It was a wonderful experience. And um, we appreciate you putting the shout out. It's www.doorknobconsulting.com. And um, we look forward to just drop us a note. Let us know if this was even helpful and what we can do better to help. And so thank you, Cindy. And, you know, God blessings to you and your family. Thank you, you as well. All right, everybody, I will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Life Makeovers podcast. If you'd like to connect with me on social media, find out more about my coaching programs, or download my free ebook, The Midlife Makeover Method, The Secret to Loving Yourself Fully and Living on Your Terms, then head over to my website at www.cindydwhitmer.com. Have a wonderful day.